Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want him? Yeah. Welcome back to the Redneck Tech Podcast. This is going to be episode number 67. And uh, literally, we're going to throw this together while Ryan and I are both at the office because this is the first day we've been at the office. No, we were at the office one day before the, air quotes, fall started. And um, this has been the first day we've been together since. And it's not even really been a full day for me. It's been a full day for you. Um, So... On a scale of one to Hillary Clinton, how crazy has this fall been so far? Hillary Clinton's a pretty high standard for crazy. So if we set her as a 10, it might only be like a two. Oh, yeah, that is true. It's been pretty. She's pretty crazy. It's been pretty crazy. But I would say on a scale of one to 10, I'd probably put it at. I'd probably put mine at a seven or eight, and yours would probably be a nine or a ten. Well, compare it to your past experience. Oh, to past, this is a ten. If we compare it to the past. And what did I tell you when we first got started? Uh, You said that it was going to be pretty crazy. It was going to be pretty crazy. September is always crazy. And today is September the 30th. I'm going to try and get this loaded. It'll probably be late. But um, we haven't podcasted in over a month, and the reason is we haven't been here in over a month. Um, Ryer has sporadically been here like for a day here and a day there. I have physically been gone since September the 5th, 4th. Sounds about Uh, right. I got back yesterday or day before yesterday late. I went to church with fam, hung out with fam yesterday. And then today was just coming in to actually finally have good internet for the first time in three weeks to reply to emails, uh, upload pictures for clients, try and get, Ryer started on a bunch of edits and uh, because he's going to have to carry the editing workload because I leave again in the morning for another 16 days. And then I get back and you're here, what, another five or six we'll be in the office together. From when you get back? Yeah, and then you roll out. I haven't looked at that gap. I can look now. Well, I think it's a decent little gap, honestly. Uh, You go back out with... um, Because I've got about three weeks. Oh, so you got more than I thought then. I think so. I've got nine days when I get back here, which is going to be my biggest spance until we've got December. we've got four days together. Okay, well, check us. I've got one, two. I got three weeks on the dot here. Yeah. So essentially, what we wanted to do while we had, which we don't even really have thirty spare minutes, is we're making thirty spare minutes to get a podcast out because it's been so long. Is um, first of all, I wanted to get one out because we've been slacking. But not for the lack of effort, I promise you. Uh, it's just been because September is always the craziest month of the year. But with that being said, we're going to roll it all the way back to the very end of August on your first official, unofficial trip. Um, I don't even know if we talked about this, but we did a big shoot in Idaho. You've been to Idaho three times this month, haven't three you? Three times in 30 days. Three times and in I 30 flew, days. I flew back and forth each time. <laughs> well, you flew into Jackson Hole one time, right? Right, yeah. Well, but still, I mean, you've been... In Idaho, the first time was the Rent, rent Guns and Gear shoot, which was mm-hmm. which was a fun trip. I enjoyed yeah. that trip because it was a lot more laid back than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a new company that we are doing a bunch of assets for. We're doing, sorry if my earphones are making a lot of noise. Um, we're doing a cool video campaign for where 
80% done with the edit, completely done with the shooting. Um, we're waiting on some website stuff to get done, but that was a fun one. What was your kind of take on that? We got to hang out with Irwin on that trip too. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I think it was the first time that I've really shot, I guess, a more scripted commercial, I would say. Yeah. Because uh, most of my stuff that I've done before have mostly been in the field kind of hunts mm-hmm. and any commercial content came from a hunting yeah, scenario. Yeah, just kind of by accident more than mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. And so this was the first time that we went into it with kind of a uh, a shot list, a list of things they wanted, a mood, a feel, mm-hmm. and basically we had to synthesize this entire thing. Yeah. Instead of just capturing what was happening, we had to make the story happen, which was a whole different kind of creative well, experiment. And we it wasn't me. during hunting season, so we had to fake right. a hunt, had to fake mm-hmm. a stalk, had to fake all of it, which if you've ever watched a commercial, that's exactly what you're doing. I mean, you're not, I mean, obviously we would much rather done it live. Yes. But just with time constraints, yeah, that's not possible. You just got to go in there. You have a shot list. I did a lot of pre-production before we got there mm-hmm. and, um, we went out and shot it and I think we crushed it. I thought we did really well. Uh, Irwin did a great job on the photography side. You and I did mostly video. We, we dabbled in the photos a little bit. We tried to do a little behind the scenes. I think at the you beginning. did more photos. I I don't think I took a single photo. Oh really? Yeah, I did. I think I, I did, did all a, video. I did. A, I probably took thirty or forty pictures. I didn't yeah, that one many. morning you did. But pictures. um, that was a fun trip just because that's a little outside of our box. I say outside of our box. It's very hunting related, but it was different in the fact that it was, like you said, more scripted and segmented. But mm. dude, do those not guys not know how to go camping and set up a camp? I'll tell you what. That's the way to do it. Yeah. So those guys many, had... We had two two trailers. How many guys were there, though? Like, how many total people? Was it like nine of us? I'll go look on the Instagram. Yeah. You posted on... I, I thought there was nine or ten of us. Yeah. It there was, was a one guy crew. that we were shooting primarily. But that's, that's a credit to Darren, though, for living there, knowing the right people, to have the right people in camp, to cook, to pack, to scout, to get us to the right places, knowing the area, which the... The area we were in didn't suck either. We were right there in the Sawtooth outside of Stanley, Idaho. Um, it was really hard to, to, to create an ugly frame there. It had everything we wanted to tell the right story, to do the right thing. And uh, he brought in guys to carry stuff. He brought in guys to cook. He brought in guys to organize. He brought in guys to scout locations. And that made our job way easier because we didn't have to take time out of our production schedule to go find the next location mm-hmm. to go uh make food to stop and eat to do that i mean he had all that ready for us and then he had a huge fifth wheel toy hauler with everything you can imagine in it and um and some really fun people met a lot of really good folks and how long were we there three days two and a half days i think it was three days three days something like that because I, I think we had two full shoot days yeah. in the mountains and then we had might have been four because yeah. we had the one day where we did uh, kind of like office stuff. Then we had two full days in the mountains and we came back and did some home and office yeah. stuff and then flew out. And it turned out well. We're almost done with the edit. We're looking forward. I like to the edit. Yeah, I do too. I'm looking forward to it being done and we're kind of we're kind of waiting on them to finish their website to get a couple assets and then we're done with that. So uh, then the next thing was Winchester, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to do one shoot, one day shoot uh, at Winchester Factory. Yep. And then I was where was I? I was gone somewhere, wasn't I? You were Dudley somewhere. I was in Alberta. I forgot to put Alberta on here. We've done more than I remember. 
uh, I was in Alberta with Dudley and Andy um, on, I think we were gone for nine days. Uh, so while I was gone doing that trip, we were doing uh, mule deer, whitetails, elk, and uh, I think they had bear tags too. We ended up killing a, a good mule deer and two elk and... No, two mule deer and two elk is what we ended up getting. Um, I did not get any of them on camera, believe it or not. Um, four kills. The guides ended up filming three of the four kills. Andy's mule deer was not on camera, but he was stoked because it was his first time ever killing something on camera. And the way that that worked out was when you've got two guys hunting, uh, Andy and Dudley, I was trying to c cover both of them. And if I went with Andy one day, Dudley would kill. If I went with Dudley one day, Andy would kill. And it would just got to the point where it was pretty I think that's a law of the universe oh well apparently it was because i was either i was the bad luck charm or i wasn't living right or something um because i didn't get any of them so the guides got them so when you see the edits don't judge the kill shots i did not film them <laughs> um but that's what it Ryer's about to start editing on is alberta and then you did the winchester shoot that was only a one-day shoot mm -hmm. um how was that it was cool. Because it was just a B-roll shoot, kind of a more structured shoot as well. Yeah. I showed up, and the the guy had a straight list of shots that he wanted, very detailed. And you just banged him out. And I banged him out and got to go around and see the factory. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, hooked me up with one of your buddies. Sammy, yeah. To carry, carry the stuff around and... Uh, at yeah. first, I was kind of wondering, like, what am I going to do with yeah. an assistant guy? It's nice, though, isn't it? Because I was like, I'm 24. I don't, I don't, yeah. I've never had an assist before. I don't know mm -hmm. what to do with him. Yeah. But I, I kind of felt like a jerk because I would just, I just gave him my heavy pack. Yeah. And with all the stuff that I never used, obviously. But and, then, super, and then the tripod. But and it's then, super nice, though. It's and super then he'd nice. Hold to, lights, yeah, yeah. And I'd never had to worry about anything. I'd set things down and he'd pick it up and then <laughs> he'd just follow me around with the stuff. And I, but I didn't have to, like, worry about, losing something somewhere yeah. or where I was going to put something. I could just focus on being creative the things, focus, get the shot. You could focus on getting your shot, focus yeah. on being creative. And that's, but that has value. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that's obviously, you know, we'd love to have more clients that ask for that or have the budget to do that because that makes things nice. It really it does. does. Um, you did the Rambo camping video, which mm -hmm. we did. Um, yeah, I pretty and, much enlisted my friend to do that yeah my which, friend came up from savannah mm -hmm. to visit me for two days and i was like hey uh while you're here yeah i kind of need you to do this shoot very for me. appreciative of that by the so. way shot it at family farm yep at my family farm and all this is all this is happening in the last 27 days 25 days so um well, all this was happening even before that all this is was in the first 10 this all this was before even the first of september Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot. So Alberta was in August. So this is, this is before September even started. So the first trip that I had in September was the South Dakota Montana hunt with Dudley. And mm. That's where my long jaunt started, and we we got into a bunch of mule deer, a bunch of pronghorn. We didn't end up getting to kill a a, a mule deer. We ended up killing a whitetail that I did not get on camera again because Dudley's an assassin and doesn't wait on me sometimes. And uh, the the pronghorn we did get, and it was awesome. Have a lot of encounters, and that's another project that you're going to be working on while I'm mm -hmm. gone is that edit. Um, that was a, a cool trip, just a really cool place where we're at. And, and I didn't have cell phone service pretty much the entire month. And if I did, it was like 
in the truck in one little spot. And I tried to reply to every text in my phone in that little amount of time. And anybody that listens to the podcast know how much it drives me crazy to think that I've got somebody who's text can text me and ask for something and I haven't replied to them. Um, but right after that was Idaho, the infamous Idaho. Because I went to Idaho It twice. was the second, third. Oh, yeah. No, okay. We haven't I, talked about your yeah. first Idaho trip. So your first Idaho trip was with Brian, mm-hmm. and y'all went and got your butt kicked for five days? Yeah. Yeah. Five days. So what happened? Well, so we went to this. I think that was the same spot that you went into last yeah. year, and yeah. it's a hour ATV ride. Rough ATV ride, not an easy ATV ride. Was it as dusty as it was last year? Super dusty. Yeah. I came down from that, and I sounded like I smoked three packs a day for 17 years. Yeah, it's it's bad. It was rough. And then all the camera gear is bouncing around in the back of that thing, and you're trying to be real ginger with it, but you can only be so ginger and still get up the hill with the ATV. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, but when you get to camp, it's pretty nice. It's a yeah. wall tent camp and nice cots. We had Chase as our guide. Yeah. Uh, and we first day we walked in, didn't hear anything, and that was pretty much how it went for the rest of the trip. We just God. walked everywhere. Hot. We took some horses. Yeah. Places way how, back in. Never how heard was anywhere. how was riding horses with camera gear? It was. You need another horse. Yeah. You need, if you got camera gear, I think you need another horse. Pack because horse. basically what I had to do is I had to take the Cine bag and put the FS7 like 50% broke down in that. Mm-hmm. And then I had to give Chase my, uh, I had to give Chase my actual hunting pack. Yeah. And so he had to have that and his hunting pack. And then I was going to try to take the tripod, but we couldn't get it on the horse anywhere. Yeah. And he almost got, hurt one time trying to get up on the horse with his pack and my pack so that's yeah. probably 70 pounds worth of stuff oh yeah um, and he's so, an animal too he is he's a mountain goat yep so i would say if we had another horse it probably would have been super easy because we could have just packed all the stuff on that horse so but, that's your advice for having to carry tote and gamer gears another horse well that's tough for a lot of guys what's some yeah. other what's some other stuff you learned as far as hunting off horses western hunting Especially when you're carrying a big camera, um, you know you tried you carried the FS7 and mm-hmm. the 5D the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you were carrying 30, I, 40 I, pounds. I would say I'm probably different than most in the way that I I like carrying the heavy packs and the heavy gear. So what? I, I, <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. We're not sure. <laughs> I, I keep trying to figure that out. You know, it's the same thing with all my all the things that I do. I like to do the hard way, I guess, sometimes. But but that's better than the easy way. (laughs) I would say that it's kind of six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, whether or not you want to run the big camera with a tripod or handheld. Mm -hmm. Because with the tripod, you get all that weight off of your arm and onto your shoulders. But what you get a little bit more weight and you can't get through tight spaces. But the advantage, there's advantages and disadvantages to both mm-hmm. too as far yeah. as filming because when you carry mm-hmm. the tripod, you're going to be rock solid on everything you do, but it's a really huge pain in the butt to take that camera off to get low angles, to get yep. tight shots, to get B-roll. And most of the time what ends up happening is you don't get that stuff or right. the time it takes to get that stuff takes away from the hunt. Yeah. So is that trade-off. Do you want to be mobile and quick and get lots and lots of shots? And then your kill shot may or may not be steady. Or do you want to carry the tripod, be much heavier, 
have rock solid footage, but maybe be lacking in the B-roll department. And, um, and to be honest, I think it's whichever, I think the answer to that is whatever kind of show or episode or whatever you're going for, that should answer that. And, and I think with what we're doing, majority of what we're doing, you could do both. But I think if, if a push come to shove, like it did in Idaho a couple times on our hunt is ditch the tripod. You know, if it means if the difference between getting it and not getting it is uh, is a tripod, then you ditch that tripod. I mean, and the good thing about the FS7, as opposed to if you've got a, a smaller camera rig, you might you might need a tripod or a monopod because it's just it's light, so you're all that shake from your hands is going to come through no matter what you do. Yeah, the FS7 is heavy enough that you and you can throw it on your shoulder and mitigate a lot of that. Yeah, and you know if you get a lens with good image stabilization. If you really want to, you could shoot in 4K to have extra room for that warp stabilization. Or you can center crop, or you can run center crop. Yep. If you don't want a 4K, I do that a lot. Yep. Um, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about in the FS7. I just learned about this. Yeah, the FS7, there's a setting. You go to the menu, then you go to base setting. Then you go to um, all the way down to the bottom. It's called, uh, what's it called? I think it's like scan mode or something. Like center scan, yeah. Center scan is all the way or to the bottom. mode or something. Yeah. And then you go to center scan, and that will actually use the center of your sensor and essentially double the millimeters of your lens. So if you're using a 24 to 105, it becomes a 48 to 210. Um, and essentially you're shooting in 4K, but you're not, if that makes sense. You're, you're using the f- center of that 4K sensor, mm-hmm. but you're only recording in 1920 by 1080. Um, and I do that a lot. That's why I can run that 24 to 105 Ninety percent of the time, uh, they have a hot button for that. Can you set a hot button? I have not been able there's, to. Th- there's three things that Sony needs to set hot buttons for. One of them is switching from 1080 to 4K. Yeah, I agree. I I think they need that because that'd be so easy. Because every time I do an interview, mm-hmm. I almost just want to do it in 4K, but mm-hmm. then it takes me a minute and a half to do it. I want yep. a hot button for that. Hot button for that center scan would be nice. Yeah. There's one other thing that I was thinking about on one of the hunts that I wanted a hot button for, but I can't remember what it is now. Yeah, but essentially you need like seven or eight hot buttons, and there's only, what, three, four? I think there's five because you got a couple on the handle. Yeah, but those are – I bump those all the time, so I always t- turn those off anyway. So those are virtually useless in my opinion. Yeah, one of those is your bump in for Zoom. Well, maybe – I mean, I think there's a way that you could probably uh, – there's not a way that you could do it, but there's a way that Sony could figure out how to make those three hot buttons double as two different hot buttons. Like, you hit them twice, they do something else. You mm-hmm. hit them three times, I mean, you could virtually – Press and hold. You're press and hold, you're, you know, triple tap or whatever. I mean, everything else does. I mean, your phone has that 3D touch, so, I mean – Your phone's it, got, like, five. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. You have the new iOS update? Uh, don't think so, no. It's pretty cool. They have dark mode. I saw Andy using that, and I was going to ask him, but I didn't want to sound like a nerd, or, or not a nerd by not knowing. Yeah, see. It's super nice. I might have to do that. So I just need to do that. I, hey, I've got Wi-Fi right here. turns out I'm going to update while we're sitting here talking on the It'll do it in podcast. 20 seconds here. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <coughs> uh, general software update. Checking for update. Come on, baby. If you don't have an iPhone, just get one, you know. Yeah, exactly. Don't mess around with that Android bullcrap. Download and install. There we go. Boom, shakalaka, mine's going right now. So, um, your, your first Idaho, that was your second Idaho trip, was pretty uneventful. Yeah, pretty uneventful. So I, you, we still got a good story out of it. Yeah, which so that was that's cool. going to air probably fairly soon. That edit's almost done. 
Yep. We just did, you, did you hear from Ryan today, by the way? No, I'll call him tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, so then you literally got home. What was a two day turnaround? Then you're back on again, back mm-hmm. right back to Idaho. Yep. So that trip is the one that's probably going to take up most of the podcast. I say most of the podcast. Um, so if any of you have listened, we've been wanting to do a Badlands film, and that was going to be our Badlands film was the Idaho trip. And uh, we're still 50-50 whether or not we're going to do it because we didn't kill anything. Uh, spoiler alert. Most of you that follow along know we didn't kill anything. but Really didn't even see anything. No. Uh, sure. You or I never saw an elk. Jamie mm-hmm. saw one elk that got spooked off. So I would call that a fleeting glance. Yeah. Um, we worked our butts off, though. For We were supposed to hunt for six days. We really hunted for five-ish days because the fifth night we got stranded on the mountain, which is the first mm-hmm. time I've ever done that. I've ever had that happen. And I used to think, how do you get stranded? Like, how do you get, and we were less than a mile as a crow flies from our mm-hmm. vehicle. Um, and you're probably sitting there thinking you're less than a mile from your vehicle and you couldn't get to it. Well, as the story goes, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll kind of breeze through the story and jump in any time that you've got something to jump in. First day we get there, we call in four sets of hunters. So, between us and the hunters we called in, there were 15 guys hunting this one area. Including Red Hat Bro. Including Red Hat Bro. Yeah, there's some dude in a bright white and red Bass Pro hat hunting elk. You could see him from a mile away with your naked eye. Wonder if that guy killed anything. Not. Um, second day, we went to a new area and called in that bull. Was that the second day? It was the second morning, wasn't it? Because we called right yeah, behind the camp. Because we got there the one night, set up camp. We couldn't find late, Well, we couldn't then, find a place to set up camp because yeah. there were so many people. Yeah, it took us, I think we drove up and down that road for an hour and a half trying to find something. And we were just wanting to go to bed. So we set up that one camp real hastily, Mm -hmm. and then we had the morning where we called in four sets. And then as soon as we got back to camp, we just packed up camp and headed down the road. Well, we went 30 miles down the road, the other direction, Mm -hmm. the other end of the unit, thinking we'd get away from people, and we didn't. Um, ran into a local guy who gave us some intel about sheep that like domestic sheep that roam around there and the elk kind of stay in front of the sheep. So, uh, he was hunting that area. So we assumed if he was hunting there, the sheep weren't there because he was a local guy and he's the one telling us this. So we popped up to camp in another spot and the next morning we called pretty much right from camp and had a bull answer us in the dark. Mm -hmm. Um, got up on the same level with him. I dropped back and call. He comes in. Ryder's getting set up. Jamie's not ready. And the elk screams in and Jamie sees the elk. You don't see it. I don't see it. And he runs off, spend the rest of the day there hunting that area. See a bunch of hunters on the mountainside. Third day call in the rain and we have a bull come in the dark. Can't get him. Have one, you know, hear a couple of bugles that day. Was that the third day or the fourth day? I don't think anything happened the third day. I think well, third, we went back. We went to the same spot twice because we got that the, was the third day. Yeah, we got the we bull called, come in. Then the next day we called we those went guys there, in, and that's when we called the guys. And we in. called in some more hunters. Fourth day we called one in in the dark in the rain, got soaking wet, and then the fifth day we went to another area where we got some more intel from our buddy Chase, and we found them. We found the elk, but we also found a freaking Vietnamese jungle on the side of this hill. That was straight up and down. The trees were talking. The trees were, dude, it was so bad. Like, I can't even describe how thick and how bad the deadfall was, but we hunt all the way up this mountain, find so much sign. Well, so what was m- the plan to start off the day? What do we set up to do that day? I don't remember. I mean, the, with the, the plan- rent, with the bike. Oh, with the bike. Oh, yeah, because so we-, we went in there to 
we dropped the bike off at one side yeah. of one hill. road and, and we then drove up drove up and we we're gonna hunt to the bike is what we we're gonna do mm-hmm. we're which gonna is down hunt. a valley up a mountain down the mountain yeah bike. so yeah i mean it's easy, sounds easy enough mm-hmm. and um so we drop the bike off hide it in a spot because we're gonna drive it back up the truck drop off the truck go in this canyon start going up here elk bugling um have elk pretty close to us can't get them to commit uh hunt all the way up the side of this thick 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 mountain takes us half the day to get up there well we get all the way to the top gets hot that day nothing's bugling so we kind of decide just to chill out and watch both sides of this canyon because it's so steep you can see both sides so jamie and rye are on one side of the mountain i'm on the other side don't see or hear anything well it gets about was it four four o'clock we get up to go again something like that and um get up to the top again and we're trying to figure out what to do and about that time we hear a freaking bugle we're like heck yeah um and we've called on and off and ends up that bugle is another hunter set a set of hunters so that was the 11th set of hunters we had called in mm-hmm. for the trip so and there was a minimum of three guys for each group we called in yep so that was and there was four in a couple. So a minimum 33 people we had ran into. And this is the f- middle of the day, the fifth day, or in- evening of the fifth day. Well, we call those guys in, talk to them for a few minutes, and they decide they're going to start walking down. Well, we've got an hour before dark, and they're already walking back to camp. And we're like, huh, why are they walking back to camp in prime time? And then Jamie wants to keep hunting, and I'm thinking, if they're walking back to camp, that's probably not a bad idea because we don't know how to get back to camp, but we're also on the time crunch of the, we've only got one more day mm-hmm. and we've not even, I mean, we've been remotely close, like kind of close one time. So we opt to continue to hunt. And, uh, that was a bad decision. That was a real bad decision. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. So we get on some more elk on that side of that face that we walked up, but on the truck side of the, face. on the truck side of the face. And it's, so thick and it's so steep i don't know how many times i fell on that mountain we all fell oh we all fell and i felt so bad for you because you had to carry the camera the whole time and um which is really odd for me to see somebody else toting a camera on a trip it's it's weird for me to see that um but long story short we didn't get on those elk that were bugling they never would come and our wind was at our back because it was going down the mountain our thermals in the evening so we go back up to the top to go back and catch this trail on the other side to go back to the car, uh, the bike. And right the flight at, back to the top was a struggle. Well, it was, and it's kind of dusky dark. Yep. And we're like, okay, well, let's find this trail. We'll just ease back the truck. It's a mile downhill. It's easy. We tried for, what, four hours to find that trail? Mm-hmm. We either got cliffed out by a cliff or something that was so steep you couldn't walk down it, or the deadfall was so thick you physically couldn't get, couldn't get through it without a chainsaw or a bulldozer. And it was so steep and so nasty that we had to re-summit, like, what, three or four times? Like, yeah. we'd go down, like, 100 or 200 feet, have to climb, like, hands and knees back to the top. And then we'd mm-hmm. go down trying to find this trail and go around. Couldn't find it, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. Till the point to where we were so exhausted, we were all out of water. Everybody was out of water. We didn't have very much food left. So we hadn't planned on this. No, no, this was not planned at all. And trust me, it wasn't planned. So I kind of made the executive decision, like, look, somebody's going to get hurt. We need to just camp on the top of the mountain, build us a fire. It was supposed to be like 28 degrees that night, 26 like that. degrees. Mm-hmm. It was going to be in the 20s. 
and we weren't prepared for that either. So there's no other option but to build a fire. And luckily, I was a little prepared. Jamie was a little prepared. Ryer was the most prepared with survival stuff. I had a tarp um, that we could pitch over us and stuff to start a fire. You had a tarp, fire stuff. Uh, you had cordage. You had mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. Jamie... I don't remember if Jamie had a whole lot because he said he left all his stuff because we didn't. He said play. it's the one day. It's the one day he didn't bring it all. Yeah, all which stuff. is that's how it happens. Yep. Um, about eleven thirty, we built the fire, pitched the tarp, which that tarp was impressive. That's not just any tarp. No, it's that new Sitka tarp, and it is enormous, and it packs down next to nothing, giant. which it should be for as much money as it is. But anyway, the thing's legit. We get it really low to the ground. And I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna lie about it. I was so exhausted. I didn't do much helping on that. I just laid there. I was so done. I had twisted my ankle again after I'd already done it, like in July, and kind of re-hurt it. And I was just like over it. I was freaking over it. And I was like trying to mentally prepare myself for having to get no sleep on that mountain that night. Y'all get the fire going. Got the tarp pitched, and we're sitting there, kind of looking at each other. You opened a little packet of tuna, right? Mm-hmm. About I had that, like an emergency packet of tuna. Emergency packet of tuna. Yep. And uh, we hear a huffing sound, like a whoo. And I turn my head left on, look around you and Jamie, and see a really big set of eyes and a really big outline coming into our fire, into our camp. And uh, and I'm 95% sure. I know it was a bear. I'm 95% sure it was a grizzly because if it was a black bear, it's the biggest freaking black bear I've ever seen. Its eyes were... 10 inches apart. I mean, this thing was enormous and it was not the least bit afraid of our fire or anything. It smelled that tuna. It was straight downwind of us mm-hmm. and was coming to see what we were. Came quick. And it came with a quickness. So we all kind of stood up, shook our hands, clapped our hands, yelled, Hey bear and heard it run off, but it didn't run off real far. And, uh, I don't remember who said it, but it was like, yeah, so much for sleeping tonight. I think Jamie said that. Yeah. And, uh, so we made our fire a little bigger. Yep. I was afraid we were going to burn the whole mountain down. And um, and by the time, I think our adrenaline wore off about 2 a.m. Because at about 2.30, I woke up and look, and the fire's almost gone. And I'm freaking out. So I'm throwing stuff on it, trying to get it back going. And it luckily, the bear didn't come back. Thank God. Um, it got bad enough to where I text Chase and my wife and gave them our location and said, if you mm-hmm. do not hear from us, in the morning, send help. And Chase said, if I don't hear from you in the morning, I'm coming. So uh, it was dire straits there That's for a little bit. That's a reassuring bit. thing to hear, though. Yeah. Chase is the guy you want coming after you. On no mountain. doubt. I mean, he would have been he would have been there with the... And then 3 o'clock the next day, which it took us an hour and a half in the daylight to make it to our yep. truck less than a mile away. And we still got deadfalled out. Oh, God, dude. Place was miserable. No wonder the elk were there. Yeah. And we told guys that. We met guys the next morning. They're like, well, you found the elk. We're like, we found them. Good luck getting it out. But that's my thing is like if we would have killed an elk, how would we have gotten it down? How would we have gotten it out? We wouldn't have. There's no way. That place was a nightmare. That's a hellhole right there. Yeah. So that pretty much ended our elk hunt because we mm. were so done the next day. We wanted to hunt, but we physically couldn't. We were dehydrated, malnourished. We drove into Alpine, Wyoming the next morning, 45 minutes, and had a big breakfast. Met some breakfast. guys that killed a giant. How they, how they killed that giant, or where they killed that giant, still a mystery. But um, just a lot of people, not that many elk, 
and uh, just a really tough hunt overall. Um, so kind of now the decision is that we have to make is, and you guys that are listening, weigh in and tell us what you think. Do we edit this thing as it happened and just, you know, do a film with no kill and virtually no elk? Or do we can it and try again with something else? Um, I, I haven't made my decision either way. Um, I just didn't want to do a film without us killing something. But at the same time, I think Ryder did a good job filming and capturing the story. And um, I don't know. I, we had a great idea going in if it worked I, out. I think I think it can still work to the concept that we had. Oh, I know it can still work. But, I mean, I can, I've done a lot more with a lot less. I promise you that. The only thing that I didn't get that I wish they had got more of is us on the mountain like that. That, I, that night? Yeah. Well, dude. I, I didn't have my light. That's the one thing I forgot. Yeah. I just was looking around and had my light. So there's it was so dark, and I didn't have my little camera light. Mm-hmm. As I couldn't film anything Yeah. like that. And well, at the same time, it's like we're, I'm trying not to die. So Yeah, capturing that would have been a struggle just for the aspect of the physicality of it, just how tired we were, mm-hmm. the mood we were in. It, I mean, I, I wouldn't have not have been in the mood to look at no camera. Jamie, I think Jamie's always ready to talk to the camera. He's always ready for some camera time, um, which is good because I'm not. Um yeah, that was that was a that was a tough tough trip. Um, and you keep hearing I've said this to a bunch of people. I keep hearing that uh, hunting numbers are down, but I'm not seeing it. I think I think maybe the eastern Midwestern hunting numbers are down because the western hunting numbers are not down. I mean, there's more people going out west to hunt than anything I've ever seen. I mean, I gotta imagine there has to be with the public land movement, especially God. on social media. Yeah. I gotta imagine there's that's bringing a ton of people out. It's there, crazy, which it's is cr- good and bad. Yeah, it's it is it's great for the sports, bad for guys like us that yeah. drove thirty one hours to try and do a hunt. But know? to be fair, a lot of those guys had driven pretty good too. We met guys from Texas, Michigan, Michigan. Uh, uh, was there some Pennsylvania? There's a New York guy. There was uh, several guys from Washington. Uh, a couple guys from Utah. Yeah, out of the um, eleven guys we called in. We didn't call I, a single didn't local really, in. We didn't call any locals in. No, we, we met some locals on the road. We didn't call any locals in. So, I mean, it was it was good, um, but still frustrating. Yeah. Um, so, I left from there. You came home and went to Maryland with Kit. So, mm-hmm. how was that? Uh, that was good. Y'all, was good. y'all whitetail hunted there. Yep. Killed He's a hoot, man. Stud of a buck. Yeah, uh, he was very cool. I've never, I've never filmed like a non-typical like that. It was very cool. He's got all sorts of junk going on. Yeah. It, it didn't matter which way you turned him. Mm-hmm. He looked completely different. Yeah. Like it was so hard to figure out what angle to turn him to get a good picture of him yeah. because every angle was a good one and yeah. every angle looked different. Uh, and how did that him. transpire? It was low light, light, you know, early season. So we were, they've had pictures of this buck on, uh, on this place for four years, but nobody's ever seen him on the hoof. Nobody's mm-hmm. ever seen him in daylight or at all. Nobody's seen him with eyes. And, uh, but he, there were some bucks coming into this little spot. And, uh, so we're in a ground blind and I guess I haven't been bear hunting. So you'll have to take Kip's word for it, but it's almost like a bear hunting spot. I mean, yeah. you got the blind pointed down one shooting lane and that's all there is. Yeah. 
Uh, as far as aesthetics go, it's not a very exciting visual hunt. Yeah. Um, basically, the the it's a buck, killing spot. It's a killing spot. Yeah. yeah. You go there to kill something. Yeah. So we're sitting there, kind of, you know, how you do on a ground blind. You done seeing everything you can see out of the ground blind. Yeah. So you're just kind of sitting there yeah. bored. Yeah. And uh, I look up and there's buck coming. And I said, "There's buck kill," and I I have the camera on a tripod and I go to press record real slow and Kip's just telling me, don't move, don't move, don't move, don't move. And luckily I got, this is a tip for you guys that I've learned over my time of, cause sometimes I fall asleep in the blind. So this has helped me whenever I get done filming something, I'm about to turn the camera off. I make sure my light is set. I make sure framing is kind of wide and, uh, that I got it focused on wherever I think the animals might come in. That way when you flip so it back on, So if I flip it on and press record, it's going to start picking up whatever's out there. Yeah. So I had done that. Uh, so when I press record, he was in the frame, not how Center I'd like frame, him to be yeah. framed. Yeah. But he was in the frame, and uh, he's such a big deer that Kip was just, don't move, don't move, don't move, don't yeah. move. And I'm sitting there, I want to move And Kip's so a killer. Bad. He wants to kill him. Yeah. And uh, so the camera's pretty much stable this whole time. And Kip's just being real slow, making sure he gets everything ready, pulling up his bow. And when he pulls up his bow, I kind of finally get my hand on a focus ring and I can move the camera so that I can reframe him a little bit and then freaking kills him. 12 rings him. The shot, yeah. yeah the, I didn't see the video, but I saw the arrow frame mm-hmm. grab and it looked good. Yeah, he 12 ringed him. Is that I'm, the first night y'all hunted? Sec Second. Second night, y'all sat in that same spot? Yep. First night we sat there, had had a couple sets of deer come in. I can't remember. There was one one set of does, and then two individual bucks came in. Two of those bucks were so last light that I couldn't get any footage of yeah. them. And then we sat there again the second night, and that's when we killed that big deer. Gotcha. And then well, we went and sat some other stands uh, to kill does because – no show with Kip is complete without yeah. a doe well, getting killed. Yeah, he's he's all about some killing of does, which I'm I I, I can appreciate that. Um, and then while you were there, I went to Utah, mm-hmm. which in the Bible it says Jesus said I'm going to go to prepare a place for you, and I think this is it. Um, we went from Idaho here in maybe five bugles in five days to where I heard five thousand. The first hour of the first morning. You texted me, and I can't believe that you would say something like this. <laughs> and I believe I, I still stand by that text. He, you texted me and said, it's so crazy here. There's so many bugles that it's annoying. And I might have could have slapped you because well, I've never heard enough bugles that I've been annoyed by the amount of bugles that there are. Well, you ever go to where I just went? <coughs> you go to where I just went, and you would have been annoyed by them because it was, there were so many that... Uh, you didn't know where to go. You didn't know the the only time this is how many there were. The only time you paid attention is when they were so close they felt like they were on top of you. Then you started paying attention. Other than that, you just walked like there was nothing happening. You walked through elk. You walked by elk. You blew elk out. It didn't matter because there were so many. Everywhere you turned, there was a bull bigger than anything you'd ever seen before, and a guide telling you thumbs down. You can't shoot him because he's not old enough. Um, it was. The, th- the only thing I could liken it to was a zoo. It was, and there's not a high fence ranch. It is a low fence 
extremely well-managed place, just like if you were going to hunt whitetails at Lee and Tiffany's or Jeff Foxworthy's. That's what this place was just for elk. And the the bull-to-cow ratio was so good, the competition was so high, they're extremely vocal. Um, and when I say extremely, I mean extremely. They bugled all day and all night. They slowed down a little bit in the heat of the day, but it, there's still not a 30-second span there wasn't an elk bugling. In the morning, they, they were so many, they over and triple and quadruple lapped each other. There was never a second without a bugle. And then after you got out past like 9, 9.30, um, it was every minute, 30 seconds. That's dumb. Oh, it was dumb. But uh, we uh, killed an elk, got more footage of elk than I could get in 10 years of doing it in on public land. I uh, probably got one of the best kill shots I've ever gotten. And it wasn't anything I did. It was just the elk doing it right and being in the right place at the right time. And uh, can't wait to get back here and put it all together once I get an interview shot. So uh, it was, it was awesome. I mean, I cannot wait to go back and I got to be in camp with, yeah, I was about to say that some, camp had some some heavy hitters, people. yeah, for sure. So that was cool to be there with uh, Jocko and get to meet Joe Rogan and Cam Haynes made an appearance. Dudley was there, of course. Andy Stumpf was there. Uh, Barklow from Sitka. It was the owner of Sitka, Jonathan Hart was there. It was dude. It was awesome, awesome freaking camp. And uh, didn't get to hang out with everybody as much as I'd like, but. And we were hunting, and you wanted to hunt because it was unbelievable. Um, a lot of elk went down. The place that we stayed was extremely nice. Food was awesome. Like, I mean, there's just you just can't compare to it, uh, especially after the the fall we had had leading up to that. Um, but I mean, it's been it's been a crazy fall, and uh, mine's about two thirds done. I mean, once I. I say that. I say it's two-thirds done. I'm two-thirds done with the long run. Uh, I leave again tomorrow. Got two days off in 44 days, 43 days, I think. So um, you're going to have to hold it down here while I'm gone. But uh, it's been – it's blew by. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the middle it's of it – pretty quick. In the middle of it, it feels like it's never going to end. And now that, it, you know, September's virtually done, it's like – Wow, that was fast. I felt like it went pretty quick all the way through for me. I did at some point when I had to, I had to stay in Ogden for a couple of days, and that was kind of annoying. But uh, didn't you say there was a Chick Fil A there you ate at? There was a Chick Fil A there, but I was Would there. Would you one, trade that? But one of those days I was there it was Sunday, so it was closed. Damn, I didn't eat breakfast that day. Well, why do they got to follow the rules of Jesus? Heartbreaker. <laughs> Can't they sin just like one day a week? So that we could all have our chicken sandwiches. On they do Sundays. open on Sunday, but the only time they open on Sunday is for like disaster relief and things like that. So that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, good God for your restaurant, right there. Exactly. So, uh, what what's what? What did you tell me the difference was between Zaxby's and Chick Fil A? The difference between Zaxby's you and you said there was like an emotional difference that you experience that causes you well, to want some one day, or the other. Some days are Zaxby's days, some days are Chick-fil-A days. See, I'm a much more of a Chick-fil-A breakfast guy, which Zaxby's doesn't offer breakfast. Um, Makes it an easy choice. I think choice. Jamie was telling you about that, wasn't he? 
That was Jamie's definition. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I don't remember. I, I thought it was like Zaxby is when you kind of, you know, you're feeling a little sinful. <laughs> and you, you want some some grease. You want some grit. And and Chick-fil-A is when you want Jesus' blessing yeah. on your food. Jesus' protein is what it is. Some good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. But uh, so that's kind of where we've been. So Chick-fil-A if you'd like to sponsor Ch- us. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of where we've been, what we've been up to this fall, where you apologize. And this this podcast was kind of thrown together last second just for us to kind of update everybody on where we've been and why we and why we haven't um posted a podcast so this one's going to be quick and dirty and uh sorry but you're gonna have to get over it because this is what we had time for i am literally opening the project file to edit this as we speak uh you got anything that you want to add to it before we before we part ways because i gotta go home and pack and uh, I'm sure you're ready to go home too because it is 7.15. Yeah, I don't think so. I think uh, if you have questions or topics, hit us up on the Instagrams. Yeah. Next, oh, that's a good thing. Next podcast, I'm going to do one about shot list because I've gotten several messages about guys starting out, but they feel like they're missing things, so they wanted a shot list. And I've got a generic shot list, so what I'm going to do is um, when I get back from this trip, so it's going to be at least two weeks, two and a half weeks for the next podcast, is we're going to break down a shot list. Um, so for those of you taking notes at home, you might want to write some stuff down. I'll try and make our, um, I'll make the shot list available. But what we'll do is we'll just kind of break that down. We'll tell you places that you need to be creative. We'll tell you um, kind of the shots that you need to always try and get. And then, um, and the reason we're going to do that is, like I said, had that question asked several times. So that'll be, Podcast, I think, 68, because I know I say this one's 67. Yeah, so it'll be 68. Yeah, the other thing I think would be cool is uh, having people tag us in, like, stories and behind-the-scenes pictures yeah. and stuff. I Have like seeing it. that stuff. I like well, to see people's setups, where they're taking their cameras, yeah. what we want to learn. T- well, them. I want to learn, too, because yep. somebody's probably doing something better than I'm doing it. Just mm-hmm. because I've been doing it for a long time don't mean I'm doing it right. Um, yeah, so anytime tags, um, questions, concerns, good bad or ugly we're 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 tough guys we can take it um but anyway all right i appreciate it dude yep peace